Toontown Public Works is not for kids, even though Sir Casey and I are childish cartoons. We try our best to keep the show PG-13, but regardless, we do talk about a lot of adult content. Stuff like weird sex things, and, um, and butts! We also have a Patreon now, where we post things like bonus episodes and periodic newsletters about things that are interesting us at the moment. So, yeah, check that out uh, if you're so inclined. Enjoy the show! Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello, and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we trudge through the ink to find hidden gems. I'm H.T. the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Sir the Cat. Hi, everyone. Hi. So, uh, yeah, we are back, and um, I just want to make a very important announcement before we get started here. Um, I've made an executive decision, and now the rest of this podcast is just uh, us doing dramatic recreations of uh, really weird cartoon fan fiction we find online. Uh, just any crossover. <laughs> before, like, not not yeah. the erotic stuff, but just the weird kind of... Cause, <laughs> for for uh, context, five five minutes before we began recording... I did find out that there is a Frady Cat fanfiction on fanfiction.net. <laughs> I haven't read it. None of us have. We all, we've only known about it for about five minutes total. But it's oh, there. Listen, some of the some of the highlights of the fanfiction we discovered, or rather that Casey discovered, were uh, a, a mashup of Batman and <laughs> Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Uh, <laughs> a mixture... Uh, I'm, uh, uh, um, um, there was a mash. Actually, I wonder. Episode. You know what? Oh. I'm willing to bet the Batman and Doctor Quinn one wasn't real. It probably just picked up Quinn from Harvey Quinn, right? Ah, uh, damn. Uh, Harley Lame. Quinn, medicine woman. Harley Quinn, medicine woman. <laughs> I mean, she is. That is. <laughs> that is. A, that is a Teespring shirt waiting to happen. <laughs> we. <laughs> We remember, haven't did something terrible. Remember, if you if you make it now, you owe us money. That's how ideas work. Oh man, uh, there was a shirt that I wanted to like get an artist to make for me, uh, back like way back in the day. So back when like Dexter was still a thing that was considered okay, uh, like I said, like a good show that was worth watching, uh, as opposed to a show that just completely went off the rails and never got back on. Uh, the, basically, I got into that show right around the same time that I, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie came out. Uh, actually, no, I was already into it beforehand. But uh, but basically, uh, the shirt I really wanted to get was a sh- parody of the first season, uh, like the, like the parody of the first season's uh, like poster art for like that they show on like the uh, DVD boxes, which is mm-hmm. like Dexter propping his head up with like a like a arm that's like decaying, like you know, it's like a, it's like got it's basically a corpse's arm i wanted to get one with rocker raccoon propping his hand head up with a uh prosthetic arm that was and by that the way just go on. before anyone gives me any flack about this yes i did accidentally say harvey quinn earlier that's my <laughs> bad i don't know you why know, there <laughs> there I is harvey got Dent to be medicine woman that's right there's harvey gotta... dent medicine woman <laughs> 
There's got to be one version, like, that's going to be a comic later on where it's just, like, they completely run out of ideas, and it's just the <laughs> idea is that it's an alternate universe, but in this one, Harley Quinn is Harvey Dent, and Harvey Dent is Harley Quinn, and... They've already, they've already run out of ideas. Have you seen the uh, the DC and Hanna-Barbera crossovers that they've been doing lately? They've, uh, oh, they're really starting supposedly to the they're, Supposedly, they're very good, though. Yeah, but... <laughs> I know... I've heard I know the Flintstones, Flintstones one, one is at least really is really the Flintstones good, so. was freaking great. Uh, the Stagopus, is, uh, its own thing actually. I mean, well, it, it is a DC thing though. It's a DC. It was like part of the whole wave of like reimaginings by DC, like adult reimaginings. Uh, the Scooby Doo one I heard is okay in a silly way. Uh, I heard the Wacky Racers one is dumb, but uh, the one that I, um, the one that I really wanted to actually take off was. Uh, the Snagglepuss one where he was like a like a like a Tennessee game. Williams style playwright yeah. and like and like a, like a he also is like a political reporter to a degree like he has like his own like thing and he's like openly gay in like the 80s and stuff like that I thought that was neat uh but unfortunately really bad art might have sunk that yeah, so <laughs> yeah the art was very bad <laughs> unfortunate yeah. because I love Snagglepuss yeah Snagglepuss is great he's a gay icon uh mm -hmm. but so yeah, uh, welcome to our uh, welcome to our Tales Gets Trolled fan podcast. Now we'll be starring at <laughs> chapter one. <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, <laughs> starting so, on episode thirty-two at chapter one. And now we're actually going to now we're <laughs> now actually going to get the the real podcast is finally going to start. This is yeah. all just a, a long game to get to this point. Um, but no, uh, so uh, yeah, we. If you haven't listened to Two Town Public Works, uh, basically we uh, watch cartoons that fall into the public domain or are otherwise easily accessible, uh, and we just basically tell you if they're good or not, or if they're worth remembering, that kind of thing. And we also talk about cartoon news, which is something we should have been doing instead of like rambling about just comics but we wish would have existed. And we had a fiction. good time, though, didn't we? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so let's did. go ahead Don't and talk fun, about folks. cartoon news. <laughs> we have a lot of we we've had a lot of fun here today, folks. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, um, okay, um, so so I want to start here with how um, China has banned the movie Christopher Robin because of the politics around uh, Winnie the Pooh over there. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's not technically uh, it's not technically a uh, animated movie. I mean, kind of, kind of is because Pooh's animated the entire thing. But like, it's based off a property that people more associate towards a uh, animated film, and it's supposed to be a direct sequel yeah. to the animated movies, like the ones from back in the old days. Yeah. Uh, so uh, basically, yeah, what's happened is that this movie's just not gonna be playing in China, uh, entirely just because there's this whole so. Last week tonight, they actually did a really good episode about China's president. Uh, I couldn't really go into the details personally myself because I really would butcher them. But I'm, I'm too uneducated. But basically, uh, yeah, he he's basically got a bit of a totalitarian government heading their way, honestly, with just this guy. Just a bit. Yeah. Just and, a tad. Just a tad. And uh, basically, uh, one of the forms of protest against uh, him, the, 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 the Chinese president, uh, is that, you see, he sort of looks like Winnie the Pooh. So people will, like, 
have like different like they they'll they'll reference him as like Winnie the Pooh and like have like images of Winnie the Pooh like posted on like up on the walls or uh like in on like coffee mugs and then posing with them you know that kind of thing um so basically and that led to basically a nationwide ban of depictions of Winnie the Pooh <laughs> Um, because of yeah. this political like protest, uh, and yeah, that basically means that this movie will not be in China. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. In general, it doesn't seem like it's doing that good. Like I read something like a twenty-five million dollar opening week, which is mm-hmm. oh bummer. Yeah. yeah, I have a I have a coworker who really sang its praises, but. Aww. I don't- necessarily trust his judgment i mean (laughs) what i've heard what i've heard is it's very saccharine and does not really challenge anything but for what it is it's still incredibly sincere and it's Pooh just really sells it so you know if if you're willing to like you know stand back and just say yeah the plot's probably going to be bit cut uh paint by numbers and not like something like super like this isn't going to be like an independent artsy film. It's just going to be kind of a nice uh, nostalgia, yeah, kind of feel good kind of movie. You know, um, if you could think of it like that, then you're probably going to love it. And I, I haven't personally seen it. I'm actually planning to see it here soon. Um, but yeah, I'll report back once I've actually yeah, seen that. It movie. has a Rotten Tomato score of sixty nine. Nice. 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 nice, nice, nice. Do not sixty nine Winnie the Pooh. He doesn't. Nope. <laughs> he is too small. Save it. Save it for rabbit. Uh, well, <laughs> what the fuck? is this how we're starting our podcast? Talking about six and nine rabbits? I we're mean, not starting. I mean, we're ten minutes in. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, rabbit, everyone's favorite uh, gilf. Um. Anyways, Lord. Um. Yeah, I noticed. I don't know. This is this is only tangentially related. But if you, if you, since we're talking about Winnie the Pooh and other cultures, uh, if you have an opportunity, uh, see if you're able to find any footage from Russia's uh, version of Winnie the Pooh, which was not made by Disney. It was oh. someone else ad- adapting the same thing. Yeah, I heard and of it. And like the characters, the characters are portrayed differently, but it's clear that they came from like the same text, and it's a delight. It's really, really good. Man. <laughs> so if you're able to, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go on. No, that's it. If you're able to, just check it out. Man, in general, we should have like a Soviet night or something. I mean, that all is public domain now. So, <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, onto another topic here. Uh, uh Genny Travelowski. I always pronounce his name completely terribly, and I'm sorry. I am sorry. Genny Travelowski. I've probably also screwed that up. Well, I'm trying. He is supposed to. Uh, he is set. To direct an R-rated comedy at Sony Pictures Animation. Who is this? Uh, Gendy this is Gendy. You know, you know the guy who made uh, Dexter's Lab, Samurai Jack. Uh, you know, all Clone Wars. Him. Oh, yeah. And he's directing an animated R-rated film. He's from animation, dude. <laughs> yes, I'm aware. Okay, <laughs> it's just that there aren't a lot of R-rated animated films, so that's kind of surprising. Well, no, it is surprising, um, and I, I'm torn um, because on one hand, I think that he in particular could make a good R-rated animated film. 
I think he could definitely do it. He's done really good work. He's done really good series work in the past. Like the recent Samurai Jack uh, reboot, or not reboot, but like final season conclusion thingy. Yeah. Like that one's a very serious one. And it was, from all what I understand, it's supposed to be really good. I haven't seen it personally. I'm not really into Samurai Jack, but that's what people tell me. Um, and, you know, he, he can do serious stuff. And even his stuff that isn't serious, like, uh, he also did the Hotel Transylvania movies, uh, and while they're not great, they are beautifully animated, and I really can see the passion in for animation in him. So, I mean, I think that there's a possibility to be good, but, but, I think I, I think so I, I, think I know, oh, Sony Pictures? All right. Yeah. yeah no. So, <laughs> no, Sony Pictures Animation made sausage party <laughs> yeah that's that's where i that's where i was going to say i thought this was going is yeah. what was the last r-rated animated film you saw in theaters it was sausage party Mine and was sausage, sausage party, party was the worst animated movie i saw that year if not the one of the worst i've ever seen in my goddamn life uh sausage party can go fuck itself it it's is really bad it is horrible it is not good, and the fact that people liked it means that there is nothing good in this world. Um, okay, hell at, world. At hell least world. no one. Hell at least world. no one we know liked it. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, okay, but I'm just happy that people have basically forgotten about Social Party at this point, which is good. Yeah, except we reminded them. Yeah, a friend actually took me to uh, go see. Hotel Transylvania 3. It was pretty good. Uh, I got to see it this weekend. Well, last weekend, actually. Well, yeah, I, stand, I stand by what I said last episode. If you go in expecting an Adam Sandler comedy, you'll be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> because it's nothing uh, like that. Because it is better than an Adam Sandler comedy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, not, not that that's a high bar. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, not even during his good era. Admit it. Um, anyways. Nope. Uh, so, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm torn. I mean, I, I just need to know more about these projects. Uh, basically, their, their titles, there's actually going to be two of them here. Uh, one is an R-rated uh, comedy called Fixed, which I'm going by the title. I'm thinking probably something about pets. Ha, 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 sex jokes, pets, they got fixed. Ha, Hilarious. Ha, 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 ha. Um, and then there's also one that's supposed to be an adventure film called The Black Knight. That one actually might end up being good because if it's not under the pretext of being an adult comedy, it's probably not going to try too fucking hard to be as crass and stupid as possible, which is what happens with a lot of adult animation. Case in point, Sausage Party. Um, but anyways, uh, I don't know. I, at this point, I'm just hoping that this will break the slump in an actually good animated R-rated film that's in theaters, that's, like, mainstream and, like, from America, because uh, there's literally been none <laughs> ever. Um, so, yeah. It is um, a quiet uh, front at Casa Cirque for uh, news, cartoon news this uh, week. How about you, Casey? Um, hmm, I'm trying to think of... Anything interesting? Um, I feel like I heard about something, and I'm trying to remember what it would have been. Um, 
I will say one thing. I've been catching up on Steven Universe, and for some reason, it's been depressing me. Oh, no. I'm very far behind on that. Uh, I am still, too, and I'm going to get back into that. Uh, okay, um, another bit of news. Uh, Disney is shutting down Disney Toon Animation Studios in Glendale. Um, oh, seriously? Yeah. Uh, Rip. Yeah, basically, the if you don't know who they are, they're basically uh, they're basically the uh, department that did a lot of the B features and like the straight to DVD stuff, uh, you know, stuff like the Tinkerbell movies, uh, and then like the movie Planes and like its sequel. And yes, for the record, Planes is not a Pixar movie. Please get it right; it is not. Uh, it is in the no, same. But it's Disney animation. It is Disney animation. Not the Pixar team. Not that the Pixar can make a good car film to begin with, but like, good lord. Um, uh, but basically, yeah, they they're shutting them down. Uh, I'm not really sure the reason here. Um, I mean, basically, I think it's just as a matter of that they're those like uh, straight to DVD things are just not as profitable anymore. Like, uh, it ain't happening no more. Yeah, because yeah, because like for well now it's all straight to streaming. Like, exactly, that's new, like that's that's literally yeah. what it is. It's like, uh, they are like p- kids are more likely to stream a movie on like their parents' Netflix or something or their Amazon Prime, uh, and not ask their parents to buy a Blu-ray or a DVD for them. Um, that's way less likely that to happen. So they just not been selling as well. So that's where the future of this is probably going to go. <laughs> We're going to have a lot more content for uh, Toontown Nights, that's for sure. But um, like it's uh, but but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to make light of this because 75 people lost their jobs. That's not fun. Um, and, that's not. Yeah. And like even if they, they never really made anything spectacular, I mean, for the most part, the stuff they made was inoffensive and uh Probably did make some kids happy, so uh, you know they shouldn't feel bad about what they did. Well, they they just... maybe silver lining. Maybe they got shuffled into the, the streaming department to create new content there. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that'd be yeah. nice. But you know, at this point, yeah, they're just, uh, yeah, the 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 that whole era of straight to DVD Disney things, uh is pretty much over now. And that's kind of a weird thought to have like Lord. Uh, Cause that was like such a huge part of Disney's canon for like decades. Um, we will never get Moana to secret of the ooze. <laughs> oh my God. I remember, <laughs> I remember when princess and the frog came out, one of my friends was so like, it was super happy with film, but already was like, really upset because he knew that Disney was going to make like a animated sequel where like Lewis became a human and and it's like, Oh, you learned the lesson or something. But then I told him though, that that was like literally like that would literally not happen because they stopped doing that. Like that just literally the, that year basically. So, but I have a very distinct memory of that because it's like, my God, that was so close to being true. (laughs) Um, the alternate universe where they took the wrong messages from getting beaten by Alvin and the Chipmunks and they made a crossover somehow. Oh no. Oh no. Moana 2, the legend of Curly's gold. <laughs> <laughs> Moana, the treasure of Manhattan Island. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
Um, this is almost cartoon news, but not really news, just a thing that's happening. Sure. Uh, so, uh, I guess in like 700 theaters across the, across the United States, uh, Cinemark theaters specifically, they're showing for three days, uh, which will have already passed by the time this podcast has come out, (laughs) uh, so I'm sorry if you're finding about this just now, but they're doing the 30th anniversary release of Grave of the Fireflies. Oh, neat. Yeah, I've never seen it, <laughs> but... Aren't oh, they? Oh, yeah, that's uh, part, of, that's part was... of Ghibli Fest, right? Yeah, it's part of were, Ghibli Fest. Were they so. doing that with a double header with Pompoko? Because yeah. I, I swore that that yeah. No, that's... they they did. They're doing they did. They're doing nine different Ghibli movies uh, uh, I, over the course of the year. I think right? I saw The Cat Returns and I saw uh, Pompoko. I saw both of those in theater. Um, I wanted to go to Princess Monoke, but I just couldn't make it. Unfortunately. Hey kids, shotgun both those movies together and then lay down and pray for death. <laughs> well no that that's that's if you do princess monoke and then pompoko uh that the other way the the one the way you would want to like do is like a shot and chaser is pompoko then the cat returns because the cat returns is actually a really good cute uplifting film um yeah uh, yeah uh, an anime film i'm very excited for uh called penguin highway is being released in japan on august 17th and it will nice. eventually get uh, in two, in 2019. It'll get a release in the United States. Oh, that's good. So that's another cool thing. Penguin, penguin movie, always good. Penguin movie. Yeah. Somebody's releasing some movie about Yeti starring Channing Tatum and James Corden. I, I don't oh, honestly care. Oh, it looks like crap. Smallfoot. Okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I've seen. Okay, small. I have to explain something. I've been seeing a lot of animated movies this uh, this summer, and. Every single one I go see has a small foot trailer. And it's almost always the same one, and they're always terrible. That movie looks awful. I, I uh, like you know a movie is going to be bad, like an anime movie is going to be bad when one of the main features of like the like of them or their marketing for the film is that they just have a reel of just like of like all the characters and then with side by side the name of the character name of the voice actor like this famous stars like Channing Tatum and Chance the Rapper and like shit like that and it's just like that's just that's shit just like that what actor is that I don't know people who used to be famous <laughs> oh that's not uh, fair that's not fair. I guess it's not look I like Channing I like I like, got- I like I like Channing Tatum <laughs> so like you know no you case. leave Shang Tame alone. He got tossed from side to side with that fucking Gambit movie. It's not he his also, fault. He also probably has more money than I'll ever have. That's fair. Um, so and, that, and, <laughs> and because of that, he is better than you, <laughs> as yes. capitalism has taught me. Anyways, objectively. Um. <laughs> so I guess since we're kind of just out of news, I want to talk about the thing that I saw this week. Um, Moana to Timmy to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> Moana to uh, <laughs> Dark Web. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, no, I saw uh, I saw Teen Titan go, Teen Titans go to the movies. Um, okay, so a little background here. Uh, I have no affection for any version of Teen Titans. Like not not out of like 
oh, I think they're bad. I just literally were, I was never part of the zeitgeist for either one of these shows. For the original one that was on Cartoon Network uh, back in the day, as like a more serious kind of like story-driven, character-driven kind of show. And the modern version of it, which is basically a goofy show for little kids to see superheroes make fart jokes and stuff. Um, And like, I don't have anything against either one of these because honestly, I think they're both effective for what they are. Um... I literally have not seen very much of the first, like the original version of Teen Titans. Uh, I've seen a little bit, like basically no full episodes, but I've seen clips of Teen Titans Go. Uh, and there are some really funny ones. Like I really did like the bit where uh, Darkseid is voiced by uh, Weird Al Yankovic. And then there's, they have like a little, like the Teen Titans have to defend, like, like basically it's basically just dark side talks about how weird Al is the most evil person in the world because he takes other people's music and then like makes a mockery of them and like ruining other people's art. And then team times have to defend weird Al to weird Al. And it's great. (laughs) 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 That's actually a really great meta joke. And I thought it was wonderful. Um, But anyways, uh, but the thing is like, I don't, the, the point is I go into this film not really having any expectations because I don't have the intense hatred for Teen Titans Go, nor am I the demographic that Teen Titans Go is for. Um, And I will have to say that after seeing this movie, I really do... (laughs) It was probably the first anime movie I've seen in a while that I really feel like I was definitely not the demographic for (laughs) this movie. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bummer. I mean, it's not bad. Okay, here's the thing. Um... I don't think it's a bad movie. In fact, it's got some really funny moments in it. Uh, My problem with it is that it's trying to be a bunch of different things at once. uh, And it really doesn't end up gelling super well. Like, uh, so we're talking about, okay, so there's a, basically like there's a, uh, like there's three different types of humor in this movie or actually two basic types of humor. There's just general puerile kind of like jokey joke, kind of like, ah, the, the guy poked the balloon guy's butt and now it sounds like he's farting, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and then like really weird meta jokes and really dark jokes. Like it's, it's like, okay. So like we will go from like, like you'll have like a, the first part of the film where like one of the first running gags is that, Oh, uh, Robin has tiny hands, baby hands. And that actually becomes a running gag throughout the entire movie. Uh, and then like, they have like a big musical number where they're like, rapping about who they are which was just like oh my god what uh and then they'll have a joke where like they will like start like having a song where they have like a parody of like a cheesy inspirational song and it's literally like called like like inspirational song or upbeat song or something like that and it's just like there's like a tiger that's in like a wearing with a guitar that's playing along this and like he's singing the song and like uh all the characters have like a really puffy art style so they look like really cute and like roundish looking characters and stuff like that. And then when they're driving, because they're going to go into Hollywood because the entire plot is basically uh, every other superhero is getting a superhero movie except for the Teen Titans. And uh, that's because they are not considered a serious superhero group. And uh, like even like really obscure characters are getting like movies, which is it gets funny because when they get into like some of the really, really weird obscurities. But then like... um. 
But it's like they'll be like driving off to Hollywood to so they can meet up with that producer that makes all these movies. And then when they're driving along, they accidentally run over and kill the like uh, the guitar playing tiger dude. Like they run over and it's like what? it's played pretty seriously. <laughs> and then they'll like go over, like they'll stop and they'll be panicking and they'll look, look back at there and they'll like go over to him and they see he's motionless. And then they'll be like, oh, my God, he's his dad is a cop. We have to run. And then they just get in their car, drive off. And it's never talked about ever again for the rest of the movie. It sounds a lot like Teen Titans go to the movies is just a really long episode of the show. <laughs> yes, it honestly it's that's probably what it is. Different. Like it's uh, all right. It's it's a lot of like stuff, and there's really good butter jokes in there. Like I really did like the fact that they cast uh, Nicholas Cage to be Superman, which is a fantastic meta level oh, that's joke. Funny. That's a really good joke right there. Like kids are not going to understand that one goddamn bit, but we do. Um, and then there's like. They they actually openly talk about how a uh, dead like that Deadpool was like a ripoff of uh, Deathstroke, who's De- Deathstroke like the main villain of the movie called Slade. But like they have a whole part where like, oh my god, it's Deadpool! He's so cool. Say something to the meta to the camera right here, right now. And it's like I came, to, I was made first, okay, all right. And like <laughs> this funny, which is which is a good joke. There's also a really yeah. good. There's a really good joke where. Uh, Fucking Stan Lee makes a cameo, like actual real Stan Lee makes a voice cameo in this as Stan Lee, and then he has to be told that this is a DC movie, and he panics and runs away. That's funny. That I, I appreciate that. Like there are good, I like that. It's it's ambitious. There are good moments to this, and they're actual really good jokes. The problem is that it's sandwiched between a film that is like it's 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 it it just feels like it's kind of flip-flopping between these two different tones the really irreverent uh like mainly jokes mainly for like the adult audience that knows this kind of stuff uh and then like the really puerile stuff that's aimed towards little kids where like the scene where like four out of the five teen titans all poop in a fake toilet and the other teen titan gets really pissed off about it um like that's a and like there's nothing wrong about that type of humor. I personally am not like as stick and stickler about that as I used to be, but like it definitely does feel really kind of like, like the problem isn't that those jokes exist. The problem is that it's not meshing the adult jokes with the kid jokes in a way that is natural. It feels like there's two different movies happening at the exact same time that just kind of cut between each other where there's like one movie that's an ambitious kind of like send up to, uh, like superhero movies and like a somewhat criticism of them as well. Um, it's on a kind of, honestly, that's all. That's another complaint I have is that while it, it seemed like they were trying to go for a complaint about how there's too many superhero movies and stuff like that and how like they kind of are like a weird distraction and stuff like that. Uh, it didn't really end up working out. Like they didn't really do anything with it. So whatever, but, uh. but like, uh, but like there's a, there's the movie that's basically a send up such celebration of weird, obscure superhero stuff with a really adult humor kind of thing. And then the uh, stereotypical, thing that we people expect from Teen Titans Go, which is just goofy shenanigans and poop jokes. Uh, and they never really mesh, unfortunately. Um, I, I I don't think it's a bad movie. Uh, I genuinely laughed out loud several times, and there's some good gags in there. Uh, and I do think that it's meta in a way that's still funny, though sometimes I feel like it might be going a little too knocking you on the head about like, hey, isn't this funny because this is a reference to something that's a reference to something or something. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, if you like Teen Titans Go, if you can at least tolerate it, 
you can do worse. You could actually probably enjoy this. Uh, if you're like a huge comic nerd, like if you know, like would understand really obscure comic joke references, then maybe you would also like this. Um, I can't imagine this movie pleasing people who didn't like Teen Titans Go already or who have no idea about what any of this is. So mm-hmm. it, it it's a very narrow focused movie and it's not a bad one. It's just, um, it's just, it's very, it knows what it is and it's not trying to be anything else. And it might be too narrow for its own detriment, but I can't say for sure. Um, uh, the only other thing I would like to say is that uh, there is a teaser at the end of the movie, like as like a like a like a teaser thing for like a stinger thing, which uh, hints that the original Teen Titans is actually going to be coming back to a degree. Um, they it's obviously just like a little teaser thing, but there's a whole thing where like the actual original versions of the Teen Titans characters are on the screen and say, "Hey, we might have found a way to come back and stuff." And yeah. So that's some good news for people who are actually run into that. I personally have no steps one way or the other. So, yeah. Perfect. Um, So, yeah, I guess we could just get Cirque back in here because I've basically explained everything. Hello. Hi. Uh, Dynamic entry, losers. uh, But, yeah, if if you have inclinations to like this type of thing going in, you'll probably find something to enjoy about it. If you don't... I don't know what I can say for you. <laughs> like, I don't know how this meshes with literally anyone other than a huge comic book nerd or like a teenage kid <laughs> or like an under like a 12 year old, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The same uh, audience that they're marketing the show for. Exactly. And again, I don't I don't have anything against that. I personally don't think the show is like so bad. Like I'd be more offended if it was like a more. uh hateful show but it's not so you know whatever uh like i'd be more offended if it was the the, the that powerpuff girls reboot ended up being like the big thing <laughs> god they had a movie too yeah the original th- movie i didn't did. see it <laughs> that one was actually apparently supposed to be really good uh i haven't seen it it had a song by the apples in stereo in it yes and that is a good song yeah and i still love it anyways we are going to actually talk about cartoons now that are not from the modern Wait. era. Okay. I was about to say, we're actually going to talk about cartoons? What were we talking oh, about little, for the past 30 minutes? <laughs> little did you know, Teen Titans Go! The movies was actually a live-action movie. They just kind of didn't do it. It's, it was like a Metal Gear Solid 2 kind of thing, like a surprise. Talk about a twist. Yeah, wow. Metal Gear Solid 2, Golden Receiver. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Spoilers if you haven't played the game. Snake gets replaced by a golden retriever <laughs> like halfway through the game. <laughs> two metal, two gear. <laughs> too solid. <laughs> the premise. Talk about the premise. Okay, metal so Gear we're... Solid 2, The Revenge of Kitty Galore. Okay. Okay. We have to watch cartoons now. Yes, we gotta watch cartoons, please. Okay. All right. So, this show, uh, basically, what we do is we have a DVD collection that we uh, that's uh, is like the six hundred cartoons in one, 
uh, which has a, has a bunch of stuff that's either in the public domain or easily accessible. And the way we keep track of it, uh, and the way we choose every one of these tunes uh, at random, is through a little thing that I like to call the list. Alex, drum roll. Yeah, what's up? We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch a Three Stooges cartoon. Uh, we're just gonna get that. <laughs> oh band-aid. God! We're gonna start with bad garbage first, um, and we're gonna watch an episode that's called uh, "Behind the Eight Ball Express." That's behind the Eight Ball Express. I don't know if that's a reference to something. I just know that mm. we're in for pain. <laughs> Is it about pull or something? I mean... I just tried to pause my recording with my remote. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Computer, stop! <laughs> okay. That was the weirdest interpretation of the Road Warrior I've ever seen. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, so we start off with good news. There's uh, no live there, action segment. Yeah, there was no live action segment. We didn't have to watch another really depressing. Uh, ninety percent of my depression <laughs> disappeared right there. <laughs> that cured my depression. <laughs> yeah, um, but then the cartoon wasn't very good. <laughs> the cartoon yeah, didn't really feel like the Three Stooges did it. No, as usual, uh, the cartoon was really, you know, I we're we're sort of running out of not, things to say about it. I think because this it's, is what it's, our fifth, it's, maybe sixth. It's uh, cookie cutter. It's cookie yeah. cutter as f- that's what it is. And okay. Um, the only thing that's really notable about this is the stuff that doesn't make sense. Um, and I'm not in like a, not in like a, uh, oh, it's a cartoon logic. Like, why did, why did he was able to yeah, roll like off the, the thing, cliff the thing we always fall? do? <laughs> yeah, no, shut up. It's no, I'm, no, I'm saying like, I'm saying stuff like, you know, we're not like, not like. Oh, we ran out the cliff. Why did to go to the cliff? And he's still running on thin air. And then he looks. It was. Down. It was actually very, down? very poorly communicated animation. Yeah, it was very times, confusing. So, like, like, like. Okay, so, um, <clears throat> basic plot. Plot is three Stooges are like going to guard a train, uh, a train in the old west that's carrying a bunch of money. And they're going to take it over one town to the other. And in this specific trail line, uh, what's his name? Bullet. Black Bart. Uh, bullets. Okay, bullets. Uh, bullet. Bullwhip. Oh, bull, bullwhip. 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 But uh, Bullwhip uh, always robs that train. Uh, and like... So they get on this train, and then there's an old lady on this track. And oh my god, I hope that's not Bullwhip. I'm sure, Guess what? I'm sure it's not. Guess what? Guess what? It is Bullwhip. It was, <laughs> it was the whole bullwhip. time. It was uh, the whole time. And, and you know what? And, and then after, you know, it's funny 
when Larry then figured out that he was bullwhip and then was trying to say, like he was saying, you know, you uh, slowed this, uncoupled this train with the money. And uh, and he, Larry goes, oh, sure thing, sir, ma'am, whatever you are, which is totally an okay joke and not really offensive. I, uh, so yeah, they're, they're, they're supposed to, so they've got a train full of money and they're supposed to deliver it to the bank and they get robbed by Bullwhip who gives them, dressed as an old lady, uh, he has a bottle that he says is full of jasmine tea and then, um, not liquor kids, not liquor, even though it's in a shot glass. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it was, yeah. Cause it was delivered in a shot glass and then the shot glass was who, who was it again? Who took it? Uh, curly. I, curly. I'm not up to That's date. That's right. It was Curly. Uh, he eats the shot glass, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it just disappears from his <laughs> because, hand like, as he drinks it. Yeah, like it. it's it's one of the things that just it just doesn't make any sense what happened to it. <laughs> so we assume he ate it and then promptly fell asleep. Uh, and... Uh, Honestly, I feel like going play by play with this is boring as we're all for yeah us we're as all well as the audience. <laughs> like honestly, like like let's just talk about, I want to talk, talk about highlight. Reel. I just want to talk about the shit that doesn't work. Honestly, like I mean, there there's some things that kind of worked, but like okay, so I mean, we laughed at points, weird... which is a step up from usual. Yeah, I mean, so there's a moment here where, uh, so like when he when when the cart gets decoupled by Larry and then that's like, see Mo is in that cart, like counting the money and like stacking it up and stuff at the time. And then like bullwhip then accidentally like puts, like throws Mo into the bag thinking he was like a huge stack of money or something. And then like bolts. And then he accidentally has him as like a hostage. And then like, there's this weird moment where friggin' Mo pulls out a gun on Bullwhip. And see, previously, like, what was happening is that first Bullwhip and Mo were in a cave where, like, you know, they were, like, uh, that's where, like, he was hiding his money and all that kind of stuff. And so he's, so basically what happens is that Bullwhip puts Mo on a, one of those push cart things with him. And then Mo pulls out a gun. And then he orders uh, him, uh, to, he orders Bullwhip to uh, head back. And then when they do, he's, like, like, bar, like, Bullwhip is like laughing the entire time. And then there's a part where basically the screen goes black. All you can see is their eyes. And then during that, uh, Bullwhip disappears. And they were like, oh, okay. So they went back in the cave and that's when he made it escape. But then it shows Mo out of control, like crashing into the cave we saw before. We did yeah, not so see it, any the lights sort of... go down and then back up, and then he goes in the cave. It's so, really it's like, weird. What happened? We yeah, we thought that he went in the cave. Like I don't know. It, <laughs> it's hard to it's like, hard to talk about this. I feel like you just kind of have to see it to understand our frustration. But also, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> it's not good. So, it's really yeah, bad. Um, like, I mean, there's like the only other decent gag was like, like. I there's a part, there's a part where Bullwhip, yeah, there's a part where, bull, where Bullwhip lights a stick of dynamite and throws it, and Mo, he's like, somebody get me a light, and he's like smoking a cigar, and then he catches, he catches the, 
the he catches the the lit dynamite, uses it to light his cigar, and throws it back. And I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Which is a weird joke that all of a sudden Moe just has a cigar, but fine, whatever. Like, it's not even like this fine trait of this character, but sure. Like, I don't know. It's it's such a <sighs> And in the end, they bring the money, and then the bullwhip, they capture a bullwhip, and then uh, they brought the money to the bank they were trying to, and then they're like, okay, now we're going to burn the money. And they're like, what? And they're like, oh, it's because this is counterfeit. We can't trust you with non-counterfeit money. And then they chase the banker because of that. And then... <sighs> I don't we know. want to talk I'm... about another cartoon. <laughs> Yes, I desperately so want bored. to talk We're about so, so literally right anything else. Please. Yep. <laughs> this is the worst. Oh, yeah. we're talking about another cartoon? I was busy getting into bed and brushing my teeth. Uh, You're asleep, Let's boy. go back. Let's go back. Do the list. Wait, what was that? Drum roll, Alex? I think, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, hey. Um, what is? What is, my dude? So we're going to get another cartoon uh, from a franchise we've seen before. Uh, there's only two of these boys, but we're going to watch the other one. Uh, Herman the Mouse. And uh, he did that was the he did the Campus Capers one. That's that right. One? Yeah, we liked that one, I think, if I remember I correctly. Thought it was I thought it was OK. Yeah. yeah all right. Well, the next one we're watching, and I think it's the only other Herman the Mouse cartoon, is Sudden Fried Chicken. Oh. That's kind of a weird stretch of a pun there. Wait, wait. Sudden Fried sudden, Chicken? Yes. Yes. Is sudden it a play on chicken. Southern Fried Chicken? Yeah. Is that the I idea? think that's a play, yeah. Okay. I don't hmm. know if we're getting more Very weird. <laughs> A lot of those old cartoons really got pretty liberal with their puns. Yeah. All right, let's watch it. Today on HT is the Fun Police. We're going to talk about domestic violence a lot here. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a thing in this cartoon. It happens. This cartoon has no characters that I like. (laughs) (laughs) Literally none. (laughs) Every character is a f***ing, like, slavish asshole or some sort of, like, cartoonish stereotype. It is the worst. It's... God. Like, okay. So... Ugh, this is very topical because I just beat Far Cry 3 and it's basically the same shit. Nobody in this I like. <laughs> I would not care if they all died. Good. Um, okay, so basically the plot is this. Uh, so Herman the Mouse, after smoking a joint uh, that he finds on the ground. Uh, <laughs> a road split, as we call straight up fine. On Teen Town Public Works. What? A road spleef. <laughs> oh yeah, road spleef. Okay. <laughs> but, but he sees a poster that <laughs> advertised that anyone could stay two rounds with the champ. Um can uh then uh 
you know, a thousand bucks basically. Uh, if and, they knock him out. Oh, a thousand if they knock him out. A hundred if he just, you know, if, if you last else. one round. Oh, round, round, round. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so Herman then decides to go see his friend Henry the chicken, who's apparently also a main character in this cartoon, because despite the fact that he is just the worst. I hate his voice. Um, I hate the man who did his voice. I think the man who did his voice took the wrong tack on it and needed more voice direction. Okay, so basically, he is a wimpy house husband type. Actually, it's it's difficult for me to tell whether it's implied that he lives with his wife or his mother. Nah, it's I'm his assuming wife. wife. I'm okay, that's... I thought he, I thought he called her Ma at some point. Maybe her name's Maud. 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 Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? All right. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a name that an old time person fine. would give a obese woman who they don't like. You know. I don't know. Because yeah, I was I was just going to say he's basically an incel. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like <laughs> he's a married incel, basically. Um yeah. and but basically he's just like this ineffectual dude who like gets beat up by his wife quite literally. Uh and that's supposed to be funny because it's not supposed to be like it's that. It's supposed to be the other way around. <laughs> right. That, that's that like felt, kind of the logical. That did feel like the implication, unfortunately. Yeah, because it's because because it's 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 not just like he should have more confidence and stand up to him. There's this whole part later on where like he gets the lesson that oh he needs to just learn how to beat up his wife like he did beat up that boxer. See and now she's like, afraid of me when she's like oh god. But okay, so anyways, we're kind of jumping ahead of it. Um, so Herman somehow manages to convince. Okay. There's there's actually a really weird transition that happens here. So it's like, uh, basically, uh, it's Herman talks to uh, talks about to uh, Henry that, oh well, don't you want to have really nice women and have uh, like a really nice wine and all this other shit? like I don't know stuff that straight guys want. Um, he said, well, you got to do that. And the way you can do that is by winning a fight with this guy. And uh, and then she has a poster of the guy and he's like super burly and stuff. And then uh, Henry's like, no, I'll never do that. And then there's a fade where then he is just getting his shit beat out of by the chicken. And what I was thinking was going on was I thought since it was a fade that he was like imagining what it'd be like to be in the same. Room. Not the. But then it turns out he actually is in the ring. So, like, I think they're trying to do that joke where, like, you have someone say, oh, no, I will never do that. You'll never catch me in that sweater. And then hard cut, he's wearing the sweater. That kind of thing. Maybe they tried to do a smash cut, but then they realized, hey, smash cuts don't work in cartoons. What do we do? Ah, f*** it, do a fade. I mean, there's better ways to do that, though. I mean, like, it's just so... I don't know. It's so fucking like you, you could have done something like, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to backseat direct this, but basically um, what it's just, it's there's a, so there's a fight scene and then we get the only character that's like, I, you know, the only character that I actually seem to actually like in this cartoon is the one guy who would like beats the shit out of the main character that I hate the most. He's uh, who we relate to. Yeah. The, the boxer dude. I don't even remember his name, but like, um, 
Yeah, he beats the shit out of him. He's smoking a cigar. He has fantastic thighs. Yes, um, very good thighs on this on this creature. And um, but and he beats know. he beats up Henry's his name right? Yes, Henry. he beat he beats up Henry, and then the, the mouse. Uh, uh, the book of Henry. Henry, no, who's the mouse though? Did you just say the book of Henry? Uh, Herman. Yes, Herman. I did. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, Herman helps Henry cheat by nudging his lifeless body with a stick until he's standing up again. And then I don't remember exactly what happens, but uh, ends up basically out. He, the, the being continues up until Herman takes out a hammer and then takes down a uh, wonderful leg man. Yes. Leggy, yeah. leggy man. And then, uh, and then leggy. he wins and, begins his complete descent into uh just hedonism absolute hedonism <laughs> there's lots of people uh, in here it's it's Palooza. Yeah. they're drinking yeah, like, they're it, drinking it, beer they're it, smoking cigars they're they're kissing women it's like uh, the pleasure island scene in pinocchio but they're not turning into donkeys <laughs> yeah it's like the pleasure island scene without the repercussions <laughs> yeah like no 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 this is a good thing yeah <laughs> that they're just smoking non-stop and drinking and then being like kissing people behind your wife's back basically yeah that the, re- the repercussion being that henry's uh wife discovers them in the middle of their merriment and is angry and uh because there's her only emotion is to be angry and cruel to his wife, who, who, not to his, his well, husband, to her, to her husband, to, to her husband, because like that's like so totally on point, guys. As a marriage, like a like a, it's <laughs> you know, at my wedding we had a cake topper that had me in a ball and chain with my wife. You know, hilarious, so uh, original and funny. And then uh, uh, she are straight people okay? I don't think they're <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> So, uh, so Herman is inside of an empty beer glass, like a stein, and Henry's wife, uh, she chucks another beer glass at the beer glass that Herman is in, and he goes out the window, and then she beats up her husband again. And well, there's a, there's that there's that really. Okay, you're you're skipping over one specific part, which is the one that I found really fucking gross. Um, was uh, the part where um, we kind of already a little bit discussed it. Basically, uh, so there's a running thing where Hermans can scare the wife away because he's a mouse, and uh, for some reason I don't know, whatever. But like, so uh, because of that, that convinced. Uh, that convinced uh, the uh, husband chicken Henry that he scared away her uh, her his wife. Wow, uh, scared away his wife, uh, and he, that's when he says the line like, "Oh, now she's afraid of me." Thank you, Herman, and all that kind of shit. And then the scene happens where the wife basically throws a glass, knocks Herman away, and then uh, there's a part where then Herman's like. Oh, let me show you how I beat up, how I, let me show you a thing uh, about how I beat up uh, old 
leggy boy name? here. Like boy, Le- yes. Leggy boy. And then he like makes her like hold his hat and cigar and then he hits her and then she beats the shit out of him. And they're <laughs> in the hospital. And in the hospital. We need, oh. to, we, need to, we need to speed this up because this is also really boring to talk about. <laughs> I mean, like... We got two I boring think it, ones I think in a row. There's, there's some, at least there's something to talk about with this one in that it's a... It's offensive. It's, it's, well, it's just it is offensive. just tox it is just toxic masculinity. It's also disjointed. <laughs> it's it's also disjointed um, as like heck because at this point we're like, uh, where's like, the plot like going? Nothing, yeah, there's, there's really there's, there's really nothing funny for us to say though. That's what I hate about it. There it's was like it's like I want to say s- funny stuff. <laughs> Like, it didn't even have a thing where, like, it wasn't, like, one of those scenes where, like, when we're watching it, we can, like, riff about how bad it is or, like, how weird it is or anything like that. Not really. We were just, we were just silent and stone-faced the entire time. Because so, yeah. it was ranging from, like, just plain not funny and then really not funny. Um, yeah. So they're in the hospital and they're sharing a hospital room with the boxer and the boxer tries to beat them up and then they jump out the window and then there's credits. The <laughs> end. It feels very weird. It's, uh, it's stupid the, and yeah. like the, the way like the the way that they the way that this cartoon ends is extremely abrupt and like in the middle of the height of conflict <laughs> in this cartoon. Gentlemen, so, yeah. I, there's, gentlemen there's, I think I think they I think they came up with one joke and then they and then they sort of wrote their fucking joke into the goddamn grave. I I feel like that this this short should have ended like two minutes before it did. Like I, I, I could see a version where this ends with Herman, the Harry laying, not Harry, Henry laying in bed, in pain, and then discovering that the boxer was next to him, and then freaking out, and that's the end. There's a whole extended sequence about like fucking a baby, like them pretending to be a baby and a nurse that really does not need to exist, and it's just like I wanted this to end so much sooner than it did. So, anyways. So well, no, I would I would cartoon. do I would do anything for the next cartoon to be something that we have an amusing conversation about, whether good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> so Alright, well let's hope so. I'm gonna bring up the list. Alex, drum roll. Please list. We need something. We need something here. Oh. Okay. This might end up being okay. Yeah, what's up? Um, we're going to watch a little Lulu cartoon. Oh, seriously? Okay. There we go. There might actually be something to talk about here. Um, so um, the cartoon we're going to be watching is one called uh, Chick and Double Chick. All right. So baby chickens, probably. A lot honestly. of chickens in this episode. Look at all those chickens. Is this a chicken episode? Oh, no. Oh man, we have things to talk about this time. We have things. This was a good cartoon. Yes. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. Um Okay, so um basic plot, just uh Little Lulu has uh like she her father has like an incubator. And apparently they have an ongoing thing where their chicks are being stolen. And 
because of that, uh, they get a the, beagle. They <laughs> like got a, a beagle, basically, like a, a a small dog with floppy ears. Who, who I is love. cute. Yes. Um. He is. He is a scamp. Yeah. And, uh, and little Lulu is trying to train him up to be the proper watchdog. But so, he's bad at it. So the dad is like, "Okay, if one chick is gone from this uh, batch coming up here." We're getting rid of him. And, well, of course, she doesn't want that to happen because he's a good dog. He just sucks at his job. Yeah, so she trains him to be a good watchdog. And while they're training, they hear the alarm go off. The alarm, by the way, is just like a... It's an alarm clock that is tied by a string to the incubator door. And I don't think that would work, but all right. Uh, and, uh, and it goes off and they go in and discover one of the chicks is missing. So there's a mystery on our hands for the grand total of five seconds that it takes for them to go outside and find out there was a cat that stole it. So the <laughs> chicks like... are for, are being stolen by cat for some reason. For some reason, um, yeah. he's eating them. I was, ho- is I was that, I... but is that like a thing? Cats, I cats mean... generally eat many things. Yes. I mean, I I could see a cat doing that, but like I don't know, like a stray cat maybe. I could see that happening. Uh, I was just hoping it'd be another cute cartoon fox, which we no, we got a gremlin cat. This cat was very gremlin esque. Yeah. So I mean, like it's it's overall. I mean, basically, most of the cartoon is just antics about trying to stop the cat from catching and eating the chicks. They're real good antics, though. Because like the, the cat, the cat makes a very concerned effort not to appear like he's actually up to anything. Like, like he he feeds a mouse to the, the little chick, and then he pulls out a bone from Wait, the yard. No, and feed feeds a mouse? Well, I'm a worm. Excuse me. You, you said feed a mouse. <laughs> yeah, I, I maybe I maybe I maybe like thinking wishfully about what happened to her and the mouse. <laughs> yeah, honestly, same. Um, okay, but no, like yeah, so. The cat tries to be angelic and has, like, a thing where, like, it wraps his tail into, like, the shape of a halo and walks away and all that stuff. But, like, I mean, basically, uh, the cat tries to sneak off with the chick multiple times. And th- there's a there's a moment that actually <laughs> it got kind of dark um, really fast where, okay, so cat goes into the coop and the dog is pretending to be a chicken. Uh, the, like a guard chicken, basically. And the cat recognizes him right away. So basically, uh, the cat gets a worm and dangles it in front of the dog's face. And when that happens, like the dog gets green in the face, he wants to vomit, all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, like, he, like, passes out. And as he passes out, he passes out on his head on, like, a stump as the cat readies an act to chop off his head and nearly does so uh, yeah, if it wasn't so, for little little dog dragging away. Yeah, just, just to make it clear, the dog passes out from seeing a worm. <laughs> a dog. And there... A dog. A dog that saw a worm earlier in this episode and was fine, by the way. Yeah, but, like, well, a, a dog would eat his own poop. Yeah. Like, that is a thing that a dog would do. I don't think it's weird for a dog to eat a worm. <laughs> Dogs, like cats, eat many things. So, yeah, the cat 
tries to chop the dog's head off, but only gets his nose. To be fair, they try then, to shoot him off a blunderbuss later. Oh yeah, no. Well, I mean, yeah, he basically basically stuff the cat's head into a blunderbuss, pin it against the wall, and pull the trigger, which is like holy sh. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, like of course, for some reason, it doesn't work. And then like he laughs, like he's like a freaking, like like he's like he's a ghost, like some sort of like maniacal ghost figure or something. <laughs> like it's weird, but um, it's. But yeah, like basically there's just a lot of antics that happen and when all the chicks hatch, basically they come up with a plan where like they cut the bag that the cat's calling all the chicks and then they basically trick the cat to go into a thing that has fireworks. Uh, like a like little a, cat like, jetpack. Yeah, they light the fireworks, the cat goes zooming in the sky and then is dead. It is, it is 100% canon, this cat died. Uh, because we see all nine lives of its ghosts. I believe for, uh, Casey said that this was the origin story for Freddy Cat. Yep, it pretty much is. Um, and then the dog then like hears the alarm, and then he goes into the coop, and then starts attacking the person at the incubator. And it's just the dad, and he tore off the dad's pants, and his money's getting scattered everywhere, and everything is happy. The end. He's a good guard um, dog now. Yeah, he's a good guard dog now. Um, he got broken in the war, and now he's willing to kill. Um, what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going into a dark place there. Um, but, yeah, it's a cute cartoon. Uh, the dog is cute. The cat was weird, but I can get into the antics. I It didn't really feel much like what we were seeing with the previous little, little cartoon, which was that it was like a kind of like a Dennis the Menace, but with a female character kind of situation. Uh, it's just, you know, a little girl and their dog, and their dog needs to be a better dog. The dog's more of a character than Lil Lulu. This is more like the other little kid character that they went to, because it's about a little kid trying to kill woodland animals with a gun. <laughs> and thankfully there were no... Oh, wait, we should actually watch uh, this little cartoon on... Uh, on like another like on like YouTube just to make sure that there's no like secret black caricatures hidden in a version that's available yeah, online. That, that would not that would be that would be a terrible thing to come across. Uh, again. <laughs> For I don't think that was like I I think the song with the birds wasn't the first time that's happened to us too, which is really sad. <laughs> This DVD is nice for us in that it takes out a lot of the racism, but also not so nice in that it catfishes us into seeing, like, not full versions of the cartoons that I'm talking about them. Yeah, like, it makes us... <laughs> it makes us look like we're just ignorant assholes who don't care, like, about, like, <laughs> depictions of racism or whatever. Like, uh, we, we just are, completely ignore it. seeing them. <laughs> We're just yep. literally not seeing. If there's ever a time where there's a cartoon does something super racist and we don't mention a thing about it, trust us, it's because it might have been cut on our version. <laughs> yeah. We're not we're, afraid to mention when something's incredibly racist. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a conversation we have had many times and would not miss an opportunity to talk about again. <laughs> Uh, yeah. In fact, I was almost no. wondering if that's why we didn't get a live action segment in the Three Stooges. <laughs> I think they're just dead by oh, then. Oh no! Wouldn't no. that be? Wouldn't that be unfortunate? <laughs> oh no. no! Oh no! Oh no! That would be the worst. Yeah. Oh, that would be. Yep. <laughs> um. But um. <laughs> anyways. Uh. 
God, that would have been like the 70s. And I, God, anyways. Um, so, oh, sh I, I completely forgot talking about this one point that I wanted to make about the Three Stooges earlier. Well, well no, let's say it. Say okay. it. We got time. Okay. Um, so, basically, uh, so for those who don't know, like in like 1974, there was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon called The Robonic Stooges. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was basically the Three Stooges as... Uh, the Three Stooges is like these robotic superhero types, uh, and it was terrible. And you know what's also super notable about that cartoon? None of the Stooges were alive when that came out. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So basically, it, it was like, like Mo had died, Mo Howard. He died two years prior. So this is like if like Cartoon Network took made a cartoon about Robin Williams two years after he died uh, and made him like a, doing like a seafaring adventure show where he has like a talking octopus or something. Like that's basically what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, not ideal. Uh, not ideal. No, no. But anyways, uh, that, that my friends was the last cartoon of the night. So, what we're going to do instead is, well, not instead. We're going to do what we normally do, which is that we go to the prompt. So, hey, before that, would we like to maybe talk about our Patreon? Oh, yes. Let's do that. Um, we probably should have talked about this earlier because we're bad at this. Well, better late than never. Uh, so our Patreon, uh, which is patreon.com slash ttpw, um, is a place where we put a bunch of different bonus content, uh, like the Toontown Nights, which is something that I mentioned earlier today. Um, he's, he's been scaring us talking about what we're going to watch on that next. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, basically we watch a bad cartoon movie that's available on a streaming platform, uh, Based, based off a poll that we also give to our Patreons, and they decide which ones we watch. Uh, in the past, we've watched an extremely goofy movie, uh, an American Tale, uh, the, the what is it, The Treasure of Manhattan Island. Uh, we watched the Emoji Movie, and we watched Alpha and Omega. Uh, all those movies were bad in different ways, uh, and it, it was fun discussing all of them in some capacity, except for maybe Alpha and Omega, where there was literally nothing to talk about. But anyways, um, we had no fun. <laughs> <laughs> there was no but, fun to be had. But yeah, we we watch those and we make a podcast, and it's not just us three; it's also our editors, uh, Alex and Aki. Um, and uh, we also do like this little newsletter thing that uh, basically it's called Two Town Chronicle, which is where we. All of us, all five of us, uh, we basically make recommendations for things that uh, we really like that are not cartoon related. Um, like uh, last month, I did uh, the documentary of Mr. Rogers' uh, "Won't You Be My Neighbor," which was, which is honestly still one of my favorite movies this year. Um, Casey has done like a whole plethora of really interesting indie music stuff. Uh, Cirque does everything from like video games to horror things. I uh, talked about the Wicker Man last month. Yeah, uh, Alex talks about really cool music things as well, as well as some like neat uh, internet like ephemera kind of things. Uh, and Key talks about lots of really good movies. So uh, yeah, it's 
it's a lot of fun uh, that we do that. And I we're actually we're working a little bit with some of the tiers right now. But uh, yeah, it, all you need to do to get all that content is just pledge five dollars a month, and that would mean so much to us. Uh, now, if you can't afford that, I totally understand. Uh, you know, we're not going to pressure you into doing something that you cannot afford. I will not ask you to choose between us or paying your rent. Um, just, you know, if you do know someone who could that also likes the show, then, you know, maybe point it in their direction or at the very least just have people start listening to us because that always helps us out a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, our Patreon, once again, is patreon.com slash TTPW, which stands for Toontown Public Works. Um, so yeah. Now, the prompts. Uh, so, uh, Every week, we basically come up, well, every episode, we come up with a prompt idea for our audience to answer. Now, before we get to that, uh, we have a little bit of a backlog, um, or rather, a email about a previous prompt from someone. Sick. Uh, we always like that. Uh, we Yeah, it's always, always cool that. to hear from you guys as you're, like, going through our previous episodes and, like, answering our previous, like, questions, because we... It's always fun to, like, catch up on your, like, responses from back then. Like, feel free to, like, answer a question that we've had in a previous episode, or really to just email us about whatever, you know? It's cool hearing from you. All right. So, uh, we got a response from uh, Dex, uh, who said... Uh, well, basically, he, he he responded to the prompt that we had before, uh, which was, what's a cartoon that you remember from your childhood, but, like, nobody seems to remember as well? Um, basically, just something that you remember that just seemed to kind of disappear, basically. Um, so, uh, Dex says, while Two Stupid Dogs and I Am Weasel are really good choices that I had forgotten about, I immediately... Hell yeah. I, as soon as I said, you said Cleomation was okay, uh, I immediately thought of Rex the Runt one of Ardman's less well-known series, and my first exposure to adult animations. It had uh, a lot of weird jokes that really clicked, including some meta ones about the nature of plasticine characters that Ardman could never make in more grounded cartoons like Wallace and Gromit, and I still use some of the phrases from it today. It never gained much popularity here. I had to import a complete DVD from the, uh, from the U.S., uh, looking back, though, the concept of one of the main characters was incredibly ableist, and I'm pretty sure there's other problem elements to the episodes. Um, I have never heard of this show. I have I. No, um, I don't think I'm, I have either. I'm, I'm not really brushed uh, up too much on Ardman I'm, in general. But, I'm familiar with oh. their concept, though. Like, Ar Ardman, we, we sort of know them as being the wholesome Wallace and Gromit-esque uh, animation studio, because that's the stuff that that sort of gained traction in the United States, but Ardman as a company did a lot of more transgressive stuff uh, that just sort of didn't uh, achieve the public status that uh, that those more wholesome works did. Uh, so a lot of it was a little bit more uh, dark or or surreal, I suppose. I haven't seen most of it. I just know that uh, I just know that they have made a lot more than. Uh, most people here are familiar with them for. Yeah, I, I would honestly admit that I'm not super familiar of anything other than like their mainstream kind of stuff that gets mm -hmm. released, and like stuff like the Wallace and Gromit stuff or whatever movies they come out with every year. Uh, you know, uh, but you know, I, I know that they've done some transgressive stuff, and there's actually some really good stuff that I have seen 
Didn't they have like a show where like there's like the interviewed animals or something like that? that like, was you're thinking creature converts, right? Like where they interviewed yeah. people and they they made animal figures. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember really fun. liking that. Yeah, that's super cool. I like creature yeah. converts. Cons- uh, I mean, considering the the motif of this podcast, I don't think it's a big surprise that like even like we got two people on this podcast that have seen it and love it, and somebody who hasn't seen it and is like, "Oh, I yeah. want to see it." Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think a lot of them are on YouTube. Actually, I might be wrong about that though. Um, I looked up Rex the Runt, and I I feel like the style is familiar. Like I might have seen someone have an avatar on some point on some forum with this character, but I have no recollection of who they are at all. So that's that that's definitely obscure for sure. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you very much, Dex. Anyways, um let's go on uh to our prompt for this week. So this week um we got a uh we uh basically got uh well I am really not <laughs> functioning with words right now. Um, what am words? Our prompt came from Cirque. Cirque, because he took over the podcast last time against my will. <laughs> and uh, decided to... Uh, but uh, yeah, their prompt was... What was your favorite cartoon-related news from Comic-Con this year? Um, so uh, we got we got exactly one response to this. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's my fault. It's okay. I feel like the problem was just that uh, we can't do very timely things. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Well, live and learn, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's, 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 it's fine, honestly, but we got, we did get at least one response, which I'm at least happy for that. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, we got one from, uh, Wonder Gomer, who, uh, wait, wait, the Wonder Gomer, Gomer, Wonder Gomer, that's right. Oh my God. I said it wrong even when he, he gave me a pronunciation table here. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. The Wonder Gomer responded with, I got the most hype from Steven Universe, the Steven Universe movie, plus the airing of the newest episode, which introduces characters we've been waiting for for literally years. Uh, this was actually just released today. So I don't know which character they're talking about. Ah, ah I'm so fucking I can, behind. I can take a guess. I can take a guess. What? I'm, I I looked up their voice actor. I'm kind of disappointed because I was holding out for them getting another singer for it. It sounds like, yeah, she sings, but she wasn't one of the two that I wanted. Well, let's not let's not look at a gift diamond in the mouth. So, anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making an assumption of that's what this is about. But anyways, uh. So, yeah, I know nothing about the Steven Universe movie. I don't even know if it's supposed to be a theatrical movie or not. Um, is it going to be a theatrical movie? I have no idea. I doubt it. I mean, I'd love it to be a theatrical movie. Why would T-Times go get a movie but not fucking Steven Universe? The one show that probably would actually benefit from a movie. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm definitely excited for it. Um, I'm hoping... 
Because I know that uh, Rebecca Sugar said that um, regarding the moot, like regarding the show, that uh, after a certain point, uh, the show basically will have to basically end or com- com- become something completely different altogether. Um, and I'm hoping that if the, if it does end, which I, I always approve when artists like decide to end a creation on a logical point, um, I hope that they punctuate it with, um, with the movie. The movie being like a finale kind of situation. That would be a good choice. But again, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with that. I don't even know what's currently going on with Steven Universe because I am bad and dumb and I do not keep track of things that I really should. Um, so, yes, uh, that is a good choice. Thank you very much, Wonder Goomer. Yeah, thank you for the response. Thank it does look you. very hype and I'm extremely interested in seeing what is. All right. And... Uh, from there, we basically would go on to our answers. So, uh, Sir Casey, do you want to go first? Sure. Which of us? I don't. I don't care. Uh, I'll go. Um, okay. So mine is the probably the Batman the animated series box set. Uh, okay. I think I'm probably going to buy it. I mean, it's it's a little pricey, but. So like here, here's the thing is like I you just have to have the mini Funko Pops. You absolutely that's it. Like they're limited edition mini Funko Pops. Actually, I did I did tell my coworker. Uh, I've I've got a coworker who's basically obsessed with comic books, and I told him about the Batman the Animated Series box set, and he's like, "Oh, that's cool." And then I said, "And it comes with three mini Funko Pops." And for some reason, for him, that really was, you know, that really was. The selling the point. Center. That's 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 what convinced Society him that this was broken. worth his money. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's wrong with him. <laughs> uh, but uh, I uh, so like I I don't know. Like it's it's I'm excited for it, and I'm guessing I'll probably buy it so I can watch it. But like the the thing about it is, I think the reason I'm excited for it is because the last time I watched uh, Batman the animated series. It was when they were new on VHS. <laughs> so, oh wow. It's been quite a while. I was in the single digits. I was probably 5 to 8 years old, I don't know. <laughs> so like Good it's boy. been a long time and I I remember I remember like and, and people speak so highly of it, you know? Uh and mm. and I remember uh, I remember enjoying it so much as a child, and my feeling is that it probably aged pretty well. Uh, a lot of people insist that Mask of the Phantasm is the best Batman movie ever made. Uh, I would argue that it is, yes. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, that's mine. Um, yeah, it's okay. basically a really... Uh, Batman animated series is a genuinely fantastic series. Like, it's, uh, um, it's a series that I fell in love with as a kid and I kind of fell out of when I basically stopped watching action cartoons. Uh, and then once I heard people talking about it being good when I on the internet and like how it was actually genuinely really good and influential, I decided to go back and actually start watching it and then realizing, yes, it is that good. Um, particularly the first episode with Mr. Freeze, uh, pretty much anything with Harley Quinn, uh, especially Mad Love. Mad Love is f***ing incredible. Um, 
you know, even some of the episodes after they redesigned the characters and added Robin were still pretty damn good. Uh, it's just, you know, they, they had a somewhat different tone. Um, I mean, it's it's legitimately a really good series with some really inventive character moments. And there's some characters that were invented for the animated series that somehow have not shown up again in any Batman media. And that makes me really sad. Really, really sad. Um, but it also made some things that uh, became pretty longstanding, like uh, the Grey Ghost, which is because they couldn't for Zorro as like, because the origin story with Batman is that uh, he went to see the Mask of Zorro with his parents uh, the night that his parents died. Uh, and that's the movie they saw in the theater. Uh, in the animated series, it's the Grey Ghost. Uh, and that was the figure that Batman emulated uh, to create his uh, version of, to basically make Batman. And uh, the Grey Ghost was voiced by Adam West, playing a straight role. Really good turn. Yeah. And it was actually really good. He gave a great performance, and it was cool. I, I, I It's a it's a great episode. Um, and also, in it, he fights a, a toxic nerd, voiced by Tim... Uh... Whatever his name is, the the dude who created the series. Oh, Tim Kaine. Yeah. Well, nice. wait, Tim Kaine, Democratic vice presidential candidate Tim Kaine. Are you talking about? God, Bruce Tim, him, Bruce Tim. Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. I thought you were talking about like the guy who actually made Batman. <laughs> nah. Nah. Okay. Um. But yeah, it's a good series. It's on the topic of uh, complete animated series box sets. Uh, I just purchased the Gravity Falls complete series special edition thingy. Uh, I haven't gotten it yet, but I will let you know how good it is. Apparently, I, I did not know this going in. Every episode has commentary on it from Alex Hirsch and the crew. Really? Yeah. So that, that is, is great. That is one hell of a get there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's... Uh, it, it sounds rad. I'm super happy. And yeah. Uh, Cirque, what is your answer? Okay. So looking through it, they gave some more information about Marvel Rising at uh, Comic-Con. And that was really fun to uh, listen to. They had a full-on panel with most of the cast there. Of what? Marvel Rising. You know the uh, new cartoon that they're putting out with... Uh, Miss oh. Marvel, Squirrel Girl. I thought you said Metal you, you, Gear Rising. <laughs> Metal Gear Rising something. to the Squeakwool. What? What is? Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm just you kind of mumbling that I did not understand. Mar Mar thing. Marvel Rising. Yeah, Marvel Rising. Go. I don't yeah. know what that is. <laughs> you, wait, you don't know what that is? I don't know what it nope. is either. But presumably Marvel's involved. Uh, so it's oh shit. That's the that's the go. that's that's the thing with Miss Marvel and Squirrel Girl yep. and stuff. There you go. Okay, there we go. That yeah, I saw the clips from that. Uh, the clip from that. I am unbelievably hyped because of anything that combines my three favorite Marvel women: uh, Kamala Khan, uh, Doreen Green, and uh, Gwen Stacy. Just freaking yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Please. Also, Chloe Bennett is there doing voice acting for a character, and I really, really enjoy her. So she's a great actress. So there you go. But yeah, going back to that, I really, really like the uh, design for Squirrel Girl in this cartoon. Yeah, I really love the Squirrel Girl. She's. I'm happy. I am so, so, so happy that they retain the fact that she is a little chubby. Yeah, that is a that's that is a thing. She is a bigger woman. She has thick thighs, but she has a figure that matches that thigh. Thing. And it's like she's but she also doesn't look like she's like she looks like she's built 
and that's good. It's great. Uh, that's one of the problems with the new artist for her ongoing comic. Oh, okay, the new artist for the ongoing Squirrel Girl comic. Yeah, like, okay. uh, they've given her sort of more of a, you know, like a more typical build. Like uh, what we'd see in those comics, yeah. Uh, that's a shame. Uh, I haven't seen that, that makes me sad. Really sad. Squirrel yeah. Girl Squirrel Girl is the poster of a diverse body type in Marvel superheroines. And just, uh, that that's really upsetting. Anyways, I'm not going to continue being upset over that uh, because I have to actually talk about other stuff. I don't know. So yeah, okay, it's she. It's she, what's your answer? Okay, um, here's my answer. I don't have an answer. <laughs> I literally don't pay attention to Comic Con. I just don't. I, I that's like, fine. I only like the only like the only thing I ever really noticed is when people like mention something to me. Like I did not know there was going to be a Steven Universe movie. Uh, a lot of the stuff I did not know was even happening. The only one that I saw, the only thing I saw from Comic Con that I really loved, and I'm going to talk about, even though it's not a cartoon, but fuck you, I want to talk about something. It's something um, from Comic Con. It's close enough. Yes. It's content. Mother, f- mother fucking Shazam. Oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah, that looks so good. <laughs> like, like Shazam, like, okay. So uh, for those who don't know, and I actually feel like some people might be a little confused because I know I know it's happened more than once. When I say I'm excited to see the new Shazam movie, people are really weird and thinking that I'm talking about Kazam, the Shaq, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, like, genie movie, which no, no. No. Um, That's the sequel. He's going to fight Shazam in the sequel. That's what they got The Rock for. (laughs) Um, So, okay. Uh, Basically, uh, Shazam is... Back in the day, he was known as uh, Captain Marvel. Wasn't that what it was? Yep. Yep, he was known as Captain Marvel. Um, That was before Marvel superhero comics, like, really ended up being a thing. So they just were able to do that. But then it became a thing... And it became a really complicated mess and a weird legal dispute just kind of happened. And the way that they kind of uh, went around is he, uh, the story of Shazam is that he is, uh, see, there's this little kid. um, What's his name again? Um, Billy Batson. Billy Batson. Uh, He is a little kid who, uh, you know, different origin stories for different characters, versions of character. Basically, he stumbles upon uh, the powers of a Greek god, uh, and the way he summons the powers is yelling out to the heavens, Shazam. So, uh, and then like a bolt of lightning hits him and then he turns into this super buff dude who's got like really perfect hair and like can fly and throw lightning and all these other kind of powers, basically. Basically, it's Superman. It was, uh, but, you know, in a different context. In fact, Captain Marvel was not originally a DC. He was like their own separate like thing and then was bought out by DC in a big merger kind of situation or something like that. But basically yep. the way that they get around a lot of the Captain Marvel stuff is sometimes he's still called Captain Marvel, but uh, for like a lot of the marketing, he's called, he's just called Shazam. Um, and um, Shazam is a character that not a lot of people know. Uh, and honestly, I really didn't have a lot of interest in prior to a lot of like the stuff that's going on lately. Um, but like this movie trailer nails 
what would be appealing about this character 100%. And that is, uh, it's it's just a goofy, fun comedy, uh, comedy action film about a kid who is good-natured, an orphan, uh, all that stuff, who, you know, gets in trouble all that time, but he has a good heart on the end. And then he gets the powers, and then he basically is trying to figure out how they even work. But in a way that's, like, witty, funny. Like, if you haven't seen the trailer, please look up the trailer. It is phenomenal like its style of humor is like on point i was laughing throughout and like the performance of the adult version of shazam uh him pretending to be like basically being an adult pretending to be a teenage boy is the funniest performance and i've seen in a long time it is we should really uh, good. we should mention the actor it's a uh, zachary levi from shock and tangled yeah yeah Zachary Levi, I, I'm so bad at names, but yeah, Zachary Levi plays the adult Shazam, like the plays Shazam, and he is great. Apparently, uh, Dwayne Johnson is in that, and he's gonna be playing Black Adam, which is a pitch perfect casting, honestly. Well, 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 just just to just to like uh, calm that down a little bit, he's probably just gonna show up at the end of the teaser. They're they're saving him for the second movie. Ah, uh, that sucks. But at the very least, uh, he was cast the villain, for that. Which is the I think villain they the chose for for this one is really good, by the way. I don't know anything about this villain. I honestly know literally nothing about Captain Marvel other than Captain Marvel and uh, Black Adam. Those are like the only two characters I know from that, and that's probably just because of injustice. <laughs> um. So what? But what yeah. this movie? This movie looks to me like it jumped out of time. <laughs> oh. Like, like the, yeah, like the, uh, the concept of it seems like something that would have been like the concept and execution feels very much like, a like a family comedy that we would have seen in like the mid nineties. Yeah. But I feel like this, the difference between that and this is that this is good um, <laughs> but some of those '90s ones were good too, like Big, oh, for yeah. example, or which one? Big. Oh yeah, Big. The you one know, where the like you know, it's a thirty-year-old. <laughs> yeah, that that weird that weird detail, obviously. But like, you you get what I'm saying, though. It's like, no, I like get they 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 weren't bad movies. I'm just saying that they, you know, like uh, like it reminds me a lot, like stylistically of it, of a comedy that would have like I don't know. You don't yeah. see a lot of you don't see a no, lot. No, of, I get you. I guess you don't see a lot of comedies about suburban kids anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, like it's, it, it's, yeah. this is like a type of thing that you don't see all too much in terms of like, uh, this kind of like, cause like nowadays when you make like something like a big blockbuster movie, like you, you can make one of two things. You can make something like dirt cheap or you make a big mega blockbuster, a mid-range kind of thing is kind of super rare nowadays. And so is the tone from those type of movies. Like now it's like big to-do situations. Like everything is like a big major event, especially with like DC ones, which are like always super serious and only very rarely work. Um, and that is because, and that one very rarely is Wonder Woman. Um, but then like the stuff like... Uh, you, you might see some, like, suburban kind of kid stuff, but they're always, like, really cheap kids' films, like, super cheap kids' films. This is, like, a bigger-budget movie that's kind of in that sort of tone of a younger audience type of thing. 
And honestly, I'm just glad that DC is kind of learning their lesson that their ultra grimdark stuff isn't as fun as their stuff that at least has some levity in it. That isn't well, just... are they learning yeah. that lesson? Because they also released the trailer for the Titans, right? And Aquaman's okay. still a thing that's happening. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, fair. But I mean, I'm talking about like... Uh, Okay, so Aquaman at least looks like it's learning some of its lesson, because I actually watched the Aquaman trailer, and it looked neat. It didn't look way so incredibly gritty dark that it was just, like, impossible to penetrate kind of thing, which I felt was the case with, like, uh, Batman versus Superman and all those films. Um, but Titans is really looking f***ing awful. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Anyways. Luckily, it's on their streaming service, which means it will dine ignominy. I mean, I'm sure that's probably why it is on streaming because they realized it was bad and not the thing that they want to focus on. <laughs> they wasn't Titans in like production for like a long, long time, like well before stuff like Batman and Superman like crashed and they just kind of have to like continue on with what they had. So they probably it's, just push it on a streaming thing just because of that. They've been working on it for a while now. Yeah, I don't know if it was... Before Batman versus Superman. Well, my whole point is just that it's... I'm sure it was part of the zeitgeist that DC was going for originally, uh, which is a more serious, dark, like, grimdark kind of Watchmen tone. Yeah, um, I got that feel to it. Yeah, and it was probably, like, during that time phase when... That was before Wonder Woman, like, made all the money and then all the dark stuff that they made just kind of flopped including stuff like Justice League. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird issue. I We're kind of talking a lot about everything except for cartoons at this point, but uh, that's just because we I literally didn't know what else to talk about. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about Shazam because I feel like that's a movie that's going to be really fun, and I'm super excited. Um, nah, that's fine. That's fine. It's, it's, a, it's kind of an answer to the question, so... All right. That's good enough. Yep. Now, this next so, prompt I'm really excited for. Yeah. So we kind of, like, came up with this on the fly before recording. Um, so we want to talk about something that isn't related to, like, a big budget, budget kind of situation, at least not directly. We want you to talk about your favorite cartoon crossover via some fan parts or comic or anything. Or does like it have to basically. be a crossover or? Well, I guess it could be just fan art. Like yeah, we're it, just like, 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 what is what is your favorite like fan media? So it could be fan art, yeah. fan fiction. And like, we're talking about like a specific work. Yeah, uh, like not just like a wide body. Like I want you to. Like, if there's a specific, like, story or video or something like that. And I want it to be specifically about something, like, animated, you know. Um, yeah. Something like that. And please do not submit, like, something like the, uh, oh, this is how Guardian Galaxy should have ended or something. Those things or whatever. Like, I want, like, actual people trying to actually do something with the media, I guess. Yeah, like, labors, labors of love. Yeah. Not just like cheap, ooh, why didn't Star-Lord just shoot the guy kind of thing or whatever. <laughs> why didn't Star Wars just shoot the guy? The question we've all been wondering. <laughs> Look, HC, I have a problem here. 
Why do the people in my movies not act like rational actors 24-7? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> the logical thing was right there. Why did they allow themselves to be taken over by emotion? I don't get it. Why is Black Widow able to kill things? Womp womp. The character made a mistake and that's a plot hole. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to complain about title cards and then get the get the wrong name for the studio for the thing I'm complaining about. <laughs> uh, everything wrong with things suck. Okay. Everything wrong with Toontown Public Works. <laughs> 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 uh, These aren't actually animal people. That's just mine. <laughs> <laughs> Ding! What uh, hole? If these people were animal people, how would they be able to record? They don't have don't dang thumb. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so the Christmas yes. special doesn't have cartoons at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before I die. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to respond to our prompt, you can do so on Twitter. We have a... Twitter account there where we'll be posting the prompt. You can also hit us up at our email, which is ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com. And the Twitter is to, uh, ToontownPublic. And make sure if you respond via Twitter that you use the hashtag ToontownPrompt because otherwise it's going to be harder for me to see it, unfortunately, because Twitter's a bad website. Uh, but I will see it if you send an email. You can uh, also respond to past prompts, give us prompt ideas, and, you know, just talk about things that, about the show, you know? Uh, it could be private. Yep. It doesn't necessarily have to be something we read out, but we just like hearing from you, so. Um, always nice. Always nice, so thank you. Um, and as always, we would like to thank our editors, who are also always nice, Alex and Aki, because without them, the show would not be able to function. They are very, very integral, and our Patreon money goes towards funding them. Yes, all the money basically goes straight to them. And so thank Alex for Alex and thank a key for a key. You can find all the cartoons that we've watched and the show notes on them at our website. Yes, that is ToontownPublicWorks.com. Toontown Public yes. Yes. Yeah. We are not um, letting Casey talk tonight. Um, uh, and is there anything else, though? Yes, there is. We can also, like, sort of prosper by you guys leaving reviews for us on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast. Because due to, like, iTunes algorithms and stuff, when you respond to us, not only do we get, like, boosted up so more people can see us, but also just, like, on a critical level, it helps us serve and improve, you know? Yeah, that, that does. And always you can always just tell a friend, too, just directly. You know, that's probably the best way to let us know. I, I know that we recently got a few followers uh, from just a person telling their followers, hey, listen to us and that's always the best way yeah who was that that? um let me look that up insert person here insert name here that's a portal joke Uh uh-huh cake is a lie um (laughs) (laughs) that cake gamers rise up gamers rise up (laughs) how do we find (laughs) geeks and gamers in this crowd <laughs> oh, this cake is sure so is delicious. delicious. And moist. There you go. <laughs> Memes. Uh, Let's. <laughs> it's it was, funny because uh, Val will never make another video game. It was uh, D. James, 
uh, they recommended us to uh, Jimbo Husky, who was looking for a podcast to listen to, and we got quite a bit of followers afterwards. So thank you. That's oh, very good. Thank you so much. So, uh, all right. Uh, this has been Toontown Public Works. Uh, I am HT the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Sarah the Cat. Join us next time for Toontown Public Works 2. Back in action. Toontown Public Works <laughs> 2. City Under Siege. Toontown Public Works Reloaded. <laughs> Toontown Public Works 2. Battle Royale. Toontown Public Works Genesis. Toontown Public Works. Uh, the second one. <laughs> Fair I'm pretty sure that was an actual title for some. Works? I don't know. We're out of ideas. That's <laughs> <laughs> these cartoons. These cartoons have been archived. <laughs>